What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The Chicago Bulls take on the Houston Rockets after a couple of days off. But before we talk about that and preview that game, we're going to ask the question, is Kobe White the clear, most improved player of the year so far this NBA season? I'm going to make the case why for and why and, and against. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls being a half-game lead, holding on to that ninth seed, and why the month of January could be a time where they take a big jump up. We're going to talk about all that, plus a little bit of the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And the content that I want to talk about is Kobe White being the most improved player of the year so far in this season. I, he has to finish out the season strong as well and keep do, doing what he's been doing to really get into that. But I do think at this point in the season, it's a three-man race. It's Kobe White, Tyrese Maxey, Alfred Sangoon. Those are the guys that are the clear front runners, in my opinion, for most improved player of the year. There are conversations to be made for other players, don't get me wrong. And there could be other players that 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 jump into this conversation as well as their if their seasons keep improving also. But when you look at the three players of, of that, I, that I mentioned, Singoon is having an amazing season, now being the clear-cut number one option for that Houston Rockets team, a team that we do face today that has the number one defense in the league. He's their only 20-point-per-game scorer, and Ime Duka has come into that team and really helped kind of just prioritize Singoon and what he can be, and he's a player that I've always liked and always uh, talked really positively about. And then you have Tyrese Maxey, right, who's who's averaging uh, really good and, and stepping into that role that's left by James Harden, things like that. But the reason why I, I personally put Kobe White above those players isn't just because Kobe White's a Chicago Bull. Does that play a part in it? Absolutely. Let's just be be clear. There is a bias here, and I'm being, being honest with it. But when you look at it, especially Tyrese Maxey was a player that averaged over 20 points per game last season. And while, yes, he did jump up those five points per game, which is huge. Do not, do not make any mistake about it. And even outside of the stats, he's taking more big shots. He has a, a larger role on the, in the team overall, especially with Harden leaving. But when you look at Kobe White, and the way that Kobe White has, has grown from season to season, it's hard not to make that case for him. And keep in mind, he's still not done yet. Over the last 20 games of the NBA season, he's averaging 22-5-5. and five. Now, on the season, he's only averaging 18 points per game, five rebounds, and right at five assists. But again, that's because he started off much lower, and hopefully that's not going to change with Zach Levine moving back into the starting lineup. We'll talk a little bit about that um, as well coming into this. But Kobe White went from being a player averaging 9.7 points per game last season to 18.2 this season. He only started two games. He's, he started all 38 games he's played this season. And while, yes, he's been a starter before, which could maybe hurt him, he's still only 23 years old, a player that not only just with the numbers, Right, And that's the thing you got to look at outside the numbers. Kobe White has grown in efficiency. He's shooting the highest true shooting percentage of his career, has one of the lowest turnover rates of his career as a starter. It was much lower coming off the bench, but that, he didn't do as much as the ball handling. Um, and then he has the second highest usage rates of his career as well. And he's one of the best rebounding guards in the NBA this season. And so when it comes down to it, when you look at the way that Kobe White has grown his game, you also have to watch the games. And that's something that I hope that most improved player of the year voters are watching Kobe White play because it's hard to not 
understand the fact that Kobe is not just grown in the way that uh, in the numbers, the, the stats, the stat sheet, but also in the role that he's coming in. I don't think. And, and again, I don't watch every Philadelphia 76ers game, but outside of leading uh, of the points, Tyrese Maxey has not grown as the vocal leader that Kobe White has also grown into on this team at a time where we needed an identity the most. Kobe White, regardless if he ends up winning this award or not, he has been one of the most improved players of the year this season. And hopefully this continues and more people start taking notice because Kobe White and his growth has been has been astronomical in in a lot of ways astronomical in a lot of ways like just when it comes down to it the way that Kobe White has been playing and and stepping up in larger roles and the fact that we're seeing Billy Donovan even trust him more in fourth quarters and I think if that starts rising for him even more that fourth quarter play you're going to see his name definitely thrown in there a little bit more but let me know you guys think I'm tripping right or is it am am I being too much of a of a Bulls fan and saying that Kobe White has it should be the clear in most improved player candidate, right? Again, like I said, I don't want to, I'm not trying to crap on what Sengun and Tyrese Maxey have done, but we've seen those guys start. Those guys have gone on playoff runs. They've had big games being starters. Kobe White is the difference in here where he has turned into a true difference maker, and he's not done yet. Kobe White talking about how he wants to improve uh, off ball, right? Saying this, figure out how to move without the ball more. Uh, I need to watch more film on moving without the ball and getting into those open areas. And listen, that is, if, if Kobe White continues to do that, he is going to turn into one of the most well-rounded offensive players that the Chicago Bulls have seen in a while, right? And he's already done the three-point shooting, consistent. Him getting to the lane more often is consistent. The rebounding is consistent, right? Kobe White is putting together an extremely good season, and if he keeps adding on to that now, if even if that doesn't happen this season, that may be something that happens in the offseason, things like that. Just the work that Kobe White's been willing to put in, it needs notice. And I do think that Kobe White has started being uh, that, that candidate for most improved player of the year because he is right now killing it. He's killing it right now. And and like I said, like I, I would even like to see Billy Donovan go more to him in situations, not necessarily for him to score, for him to be the decision maker down the stretch in close games because that's the next evolution as well in Kobe White's game, especially at the point guard. And when we're seeing Billy Donovan's system look the best it has since Lonzo Ball, it's because of the, the, the level of play that we're getting from our point guard position, and that is in Kobe White. And it, it's just, it's really good to see Kobe White grow the way that he's been growing, to play the way that he's been playing. I know so many people are waxing poetic about the season that Kobe White's had. And I, like I said before, he deserves to be the story around the Chicago Bulls right now with the way that he's played, the way that he's stepped up, both offensively and defensively, even though he's averaging one of the worst defensive ratings of his career, which is weird enough because when you watch the game, you understand how Kobe's playing off ball, how, what he's doing on the ball, what he's doing in drawing charges, what he's doing in those type of things. Kobe White's turning into a, a very well-rounded player in this league, and the fact that he's only 23 years old and the growth isn't technically done yet, man, that's that's that makes it really exciting to be a Kobe White fan and even more exciting to be a Chicago Bulls fan. But let me know what you guys think on that down below. But we came into this month of December, which is the next topic I want to get into. We came into this month of December understanding that there was something that needed to be done, right, as far as like, I'm sorry, the month of January. We came into the month of January understanding that the bull schedule is getting easier. This is the time for the Bulls to be able to make their move up the standings, which they've done. They went from being outside the plan to now they're the ninth seed right now. They have a chance to even push that further if they win, if they continue winning over this stretch. But I want to talk about why this is an important stretch for these Chicago Bulls. I know I talked about the strength of schedule and us having the easy schedule in the league according to you know that strength of schedule and the opponent's win percentage. But outside of just that, right, I want to kind of bring it together a little bit more. The Chicago Bulls have 11 games left in the month of January. In those 11 games, only three teams have a winning record, and one team has is at 500. 
Right. So that, that's four of those games right there. That leaves seven games left against teams with losing records that the Chicago Bulls can definitely look to take advantage of. And if the Bulls do p- take care of business and play the way that we've been playing in, yeah, they're going to lose some games. But best believe they're going to lose some games against teams that they probably should beat. They're hopefully going to win some games against some teams that, that people are going to predict them to lose. But it's all going to even out. But this month of January left, the Bulls, honestly, realistically, could go a possible 7-4 and four or 8-3 and three if they take care of business. No more injuries with the depth that they're getting on the bench, which we'll talk about here in a second as well. They have the potential to do that. And I think that's an important part. And I know some Bulls fans have been asking, like, should the Bulls be winning games? Corey Mays, you guys may have heard those voicemails. And here, here's the reason why I say that why making the playoffs this season is the right play, because this is shaped up to be a weak draft. Now, that doesn't mean that stars can't still come from the draft. We've seen players come out of, of what was supposed to be a weak draft. They end up turning into all-stars, right? It's not to say you can't get talent in the draft. But this isn't the type of draft that I would say you really need to tank for. Because the, there's so much parity as far as the skill level in this draft, the Bulls could still get a hell of a player that can help them immediately if they if they do their scouting correctly, which that is something that a lot of Bulls fans are going to have questions on if we're scouting correctly and if we're going to go out and get the right pieces. But I think that this is this, that this is the right play for the Chicago Bulls. Right now, all things considered, you know, without the lottery, the Bulls right now will be drafted around 8th to 10th. But if the Bulls can really make the, a push for the playoffs, right, and I'm not even just talking play-in. I'm talking about playoffs. Then I think that's still the right move because you got to look at what you're getting out of that. Could that be greater than, than, than drafting higher in a draft where a lot of the talent is all going to be looked at around the same, right? When people say weak draft, they don't necessarily mean that there's no talent in the draft. When people say weak draft, what they really mean is that the, the, the separation between the top three picks and the late in the mid mid round of the first round aren't it's not really that much difference in skill level and projection and, and potential in those guys so it's not that like I said it's not that you can't find really good talent in this draft and some of it may go higher up but it's the fact that this that it's not really the draft that you necessarily want to tank for and so we still got questions we still got a Zach Levine trade potentially go down whatever happens with DeMar DeRozan but I still think because of where the players are and having a player like Kobe White playing his best season Io stepping up, Daylon Terry playing more of a role, Patrick Williams playing better, even though we've seen some bad games from Patrick in a, in a row now. It's a really important time for the Bulls to kind of make up some of that ground, and I do think making the playoffs is the right call to get them that playoff experience. One of the things that hurt Zach Levine is the fact that we couldn't put a team around him that got to the playoffs and he didn't have much playoff experience. The Olympics were the closest thing that he got to that. Yeah, one series against the Milwaukee Bucks where we won one game at, but you know, other than that, we really weren't able to get him a whole heck of a lot. If you can get this team some type of postseason experience, I think that that's better. Now, the Bulls could stay in the playing area, and they could they could make it out the play and, and not make it out the play and then you're still a lottery team. But I still think winning the most games is the most important thing for this team right now, and you got to look at it. Like I said, we got a half-game lead over the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who are at the 10th seed. we got a full game-and-a-half lead over the Toronto Raptors right now, which are the 11th seed. Same with the Atlanta Hawks that are the 12th seed. We still, though, are are four and a half games. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL 
But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. ...behind the Orlando Magic, which currently sit right now the eighth seed, and, and, uh, and five games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers that are the seventh seed. And same thing with the sixth seed. Honestly, the five, six, seven, eight spots, they're all separated by a half a game or less, meaning that if the Bulls go on a really big win streak, they can be pushed right up there with those teams. And, you know, it, can the Bulls take care of business? That's the biggest question in this, and well, let's hope so. We got a big test today against the Houston Rockets, which is the second-best defense in the league, which I keep, I know I keep reiterating that, and people probably like, we know, Hayes, at this point, we know the Houston Rockets are the second-best defense in the league, but I think that this is an important month, and when you look at the fact that only three games against teams with winning records, the Bulls need to really make a move. If they, if they really, truly want to be looked at as this team that has been improved and, and, and is improving and is a team that is a, a threat to, to beat some of these teams, you got, you got to make that move up and, and increase your record. And realistically, like I said, if the Bulls can win seven or eight of the remaining 11 games left, you're then looking at a team that probably at that point is more so in the eighth seed when you look at the, the, the way that it's going for the, for the Orlando Magic right now, who are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. The Bulls are 6-4, and four, so not that much separation. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers have won now three in a row. They're starting to win again um, as well. But this is the time where the Bulls can really start moving up those standings. And it really starts tonight against the Houston Rockets, right? Let's go ahead and preview that game. So, again, the Houston Rockets have a really good defense. Offense is towards the bottom half of the league. I think they average like 110 points per game or 109. We average 110. So we're right there around the same area offensively, even though some of those averages for the Bulls are being brought, brought down by the way that we started our season. But that's a story for another day. The Bulls defense has to be locked in with this team because this Houston Rockets team, while it only has one 20-point per game score in Alfred and Sengun, they still have players that can absolutely fill it up. Now, they are missing a bunch of players as well. Dylan Brooks, Tari Eason, they're going to be out in this game. Um, when it comes down to it, Victor Oladipo hasn't started a game for them yet this season or played a game for them yet this season, but he's on the injury report as well. Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, P, P. Will have all been upgraded to probable as well, and we know that Billy Donovan said to expect Zach and Vooch to be back in that starting lineup, which means that it's time to look at the bench and how this bench is going to perform uh, uh, against, and I think that the bench actually is one of the, could be one of the most important aspects. When you look at Iota Sumu, Alex Caruso, Andre Drummond, Dalen Terry, Javon Carter on the outskirts of that. I actually hope that Dalen Terry's playing more minutes than Javon Carter at this point. But those are all players that can defend. They can rebound. They're solid enough passers. Um, they get out in transition enough. And the way that the defense can really help change the tone of some of these games, like we saw earlier in the season, albeit I would love if we have Torrey Craig as well. We don't. It is what it is. Um, but I really do think that Billy Donovan managing these rotations are important. How do you build out the combination of guys, the combination of offense and defense at times when it's time for you to go to your bench? But that bench unit for the Chicago Bulls, I think, is a bench unit that can push teams to the brink really defensively and make their, make their uh, name known there and push the break, right? That bench unit, that's a, that's a really tough bench unit potentially because of what they can do and how they play together. Keep in mind, we saw some of the best ball from Iodasumu when he was coming off the bench with Alice Caruso. So, you know, getting putting Alice Caruso and Drummond back on the bench, it strengthens that immediately. I'm not necessarily saying this is going to be one of those benches that score a bunch of points. They could, but the defense rebounding, specifically offensive rebounding as well, 
could be a thing that really does help this team get more sec- extra second chance points, things like that. So I really want te- people to start looking at that. And like I said, Billy Donovan's coaching and managing of all this is going to be really important as well. We talked about in the opening segment, Kobe White and his improvement and becoming that most improved player. It's really a, a lot on Billy Donovan to make sure that, hey, Kobe White stays prioritized in this. Now, he said it on himself that he wants to make sure that in Zach Levine coming back, it doesn't change Kobe White's role. But we see, heard Billy Donovan say things before that don't necessarily play out in reality. So it's up to Billy Donovan to show that consistently and, and actually coach this team into the point of not just letting your stars kind of do their things. And when it comes down to it, one thing that we always have a problem with with the Chicago Bulls team is when it starts getting close, when things start getting tight, they kind of default back to what they've done in the past. It's going to be up to Billy Donovan and this coaching staff to rein this team back in with needed and have them play the way that he needs them to play. And that may include putting the ball in Kobe White's hands and make, letting him make those decisions. But let me know what you guys think on this game down below. What's your confidence level coming into this game against the Houston Rockets, right? A team that is above 500, a team that has been playing better basketball than the Chicago Bulls overall in the season. But this is a team that I think is closer rather than the record would tell you. We are very similar in the fact that we are both very good defensive teams that really look to rebound, get out in transition where we can. Turnovers are going to be a big thing in this game as well. But let me know what you guys think and what your kind of expectations for this game are down below. But we got one voicemail. The mailbag's been filling up, surprisingly enough. Let's go ahead and get into this next one. This one's from Shay. What's up, Harry? This is Shay. You know, I have to address something. You know, I'm not addressing no trades. I'm not addressing... I'm addressing the people that want us to tank so bad. Okay. Look here. Here's why tanking is a bad idea. And I know you made it clear. Okay, only team... Only teams that have really worked for is the Spurs and whatnot and whatnot. But... I'm going to say this. There's no guarantee that you're going to get a top pick if you tank. Top three, might I add. Because remember, the year we got Derrick Rose, we almost made the playoffs the year prior. I think that was the last year Ben Wallace was on the contract when we traded him. And remember, the Golden State Warriors were the worst team, worse than us at that time. And we ended up getting the worst pick. And we ended up getting the top pick, which ended up being Derrick Rose. Not only that, when you look at this current Bulls team, you finally got Kobe White doing what he needs to do, which I've already said in a couple of voicemails. And you've already, and you got Dale Terry coming to the zone. And then you got Patrick Williams potentially might have a breakout year within the next season. And might I add, these guys are not necessarily at their prime yet, but close to their prime. Do you really think that they want to play on a rebuilding team? Now I know don't nobody want to play on a rebuilding team, but at least you want to at least stay competitive because let's face it you finally got your young guys doing what they need to do and then hey you finally got everybody else and then you finally got a system and a, a system that is working for your team so no rebuilding is not the answer people not back for it anyway tell me what you think guys peace Fans wanting the Chicago Bulls to tank. And this is the thing. My mindset has always been the same. You guys know I've been very consistent in this. When people say blow it all up, when people say tank, when people say go full rebuild, the thing that I always say is that, that what that really removes is just the expectations from fans because now they realize that the, that the team has told them, oh, we're just going to rebuild. They're like, okay, if we're not winning, it's, it's, it's cool. It, it really doesn't change much, right? And I don't think tanking is the, is the decision. Like I said in the, in the segment and talking about the Bulls month of January and how they can move up, this isn't the draft either to tank it. And I think that's a that's an aspect that not everybody thinks about also. Like, you have to, there has to be something willing to tank for. Wimby, willing to tank for. John Morant, Zion, willing, th- those are things that are worth tanking for. In this draft, there are really no prospects that are worth tanking for. Now, next year with Cooper Flag, 
that's a that's a story for another day, right? That's that's a tor- Cooper flag and what he can be. That's completely different. But in this draft, this isn't the draft to tank in. And I think that that's an important part of this as well is that, you know, Bulls fans, they they, they want to see a rebuild. They want to see a tank because they're tired of seeing this. They feel like they've seen and, and watched this story before. And I understand that to a degree uh, for sure, right? But like you pointed out, I love that you pointed out the Derrick Rose concept of it. We were a team that made the playoffs the year before. And then the, the year that we got Derrick Rose, that year, that team was expected to go to the playoffs. They still won what I think they won like 35, 37 games like that. They had a 1% chance and got the number one overall pick. And you look at like uh, other teams that like the, the Denver Nuggets, who I always go to, they weren't a team that ever tanked, right? So I, I think that there's, there's, there's something to be said about tanking. I understand why Bulls fans are saying, hey, let's just tank. Let's get the number one pick if we can. Let's get a top five pick. Those guys are usually better, and that's that's relatively true, more more drafts than not. But you got to really look at this draft. This is not the draft to tank for. And I think ultimately getting players playoff experience right now with the players that we have in Kobe, Pat, Io, and them, and them growing, and even Dalen Terry, if you can get them a little post postseason experience now as well, could be really huge for their development and understanding how they got to go. Trying to lose games is just, that's, that's not something that I ever really assign for, right? Now, if you have a bad team, naturally okay you're just going to be bad but when you have the talent that's really stepping up the way that they are and the way that we've been seeing these players make developments in their game I don't want to reward that by saying hey let's tank and lose games so we can get this pick and get a shiny new player because you guys ain't it right I, I just I don't know there's something about that maybe it's a pride thing maybe it's my thinking's being off on whatever it is there's a reason I'm not running an NBA team as well so that definitely plays a part into it also but I think when it just comes down to it this front office has also told us this is not a front office that's going to tank. What do we keep hearing? At, periodically, even amongst all the chatter of trades and everything, every time you hear that, you hear, well, the Bulls aren't going to go full rebuild. The Bulls want to retool. The Bulls want win now players. The Bulls want this. The Bulls want that. So I, I think you also have to trust what the front office is telling you and the fact of who they are. And this is not a front office that is going to try to tank just to win basketball games. They're just not going to. And so, you know, I, I get it. They're going to keep trying to develop. They're going to do that and add talent where they can. I think your player development department has to be better than what it has been. We have that new player development department, so good shots there. But you also have to draft um, good. And so that's that's the most important thing. Scout well, draft good, find good talent, and then let the chips fall where they may. I know that's not a standpoint that a lot of Bulls fans want, appreciate, or really want to hear while their team hasn't won a playoff series in God knows how long. But at the end of the day, man, that's where the direction I think we're going. And you guys, could, as always, can let me know what you think down below. But make, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, like you heard on today's episode, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.